Boom. All right. Recording. Except except I can hear myself in somebody's somebody is not using headphones. It's probably John. God damn it, John. Yeah, hold on. I'll just switch it. I'll switch it from speakers <laughs> to headphones. <laughs> <laughs> hold on, I'll switch it. What? Oh man. You got a problem with how I say shit? No. This is hilarious. <laughs> Welcome, welcome, everybody. I'm James. Leo here. And John Shahada. Wow, it's John! Back for the third time. (laughs) Um, Today's episode is Monster Hunter World, and we we are going to be discussing Monster Hunter World and our top five monsters that we've encountered uh, in, in Monster Hunter World. Um, I have a feeling you guys are both on polar opposites of the Monster Hunter spectrum. Uh, and I have a feeling I'm more a little bit in the middle. So my role in this might be to just moderate the conversation amount around Monster Hunter World. Um, so, uh, let's, let's start with John. Um, what... Okay, because you played this game when it launched on PlayStation Four, right? And you finished the whole the whole shebang on PS Four, right? Uh, I actually got on Xbox One. Oh, um, okay. Well, well, well. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I think uh, it's kind of weird to say that I got on Xbox One because originally I played the franchise for the first time on on a PSP. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, I think uh, I think it's just weird because at, at the time it was such a niche game and it was mm-hmm. very japanese very um non-western it's still mm-hmm. that it's still all those things <laughs> yeah <laughs> yes it well, is well uh i mean you i feel like you need some perspective you haven't played those those original games um, i played some of that i played monster hunter 3 and yeah so part of part of the charisma of the original series is that uh you know the animations were very stiff mm-hmm. the uh, um you know the story was non-existent mm-hmm. uh it played kind of like a jrpg but you had this mm-hmm. weird real-time action sequence that was still very much skill-based so uh fast forwarding to today like just to play on a, on a microsoft console when yeah. it's been traditionally a japanese game that's that's, mm-hmm. that's such a weird thing and then i got it again on pc which i've been playing a lot more recently and yep so uh, I played, like I said a second ago, I played a bit of the third Monster Hunter. There's been like a million of them. I know they got really popular on on handhelds. And this year's Monster Hunter World was, I thought it was marketed as sort of, this is the onboarding experience for new players if you have not played Monster Hunter World because we've smoothed out some of the uh, aforema- aforementioned jankiness, right? The uh, endearingly janky things that you were mentioning earlier right john's we've 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 polished some of the edges and uh Mm. and yeah that that's that's sort of the way monster hunter world specifically was marketed so i was like okay cool let me give this series another shot and uh you you were sort of in the same boat right leo uh i would say that i was expecting less jankiness than i than i saw yeah May I may I ask specifically what you found janky, Leo? Well, remember when you were talking about how the other Monster Hunters were like, um, the animations were very JRPG like, but that there was like some weird stiff controls. Right. Do you find that in this game as well? Yeah, I feel like none of that has changed, really. So uh, yeah, I feel like 
maybe if you had some perspective, like if you play those old games, you would see how. I mean, I think. So, so what what you're saying is that the game is not as bad as other versions of it, the game. Pre- precisely, right. and I think uh, part of the game's design is built around that jank. You know, uh, if you're playing a great sword class, the fact that it takes like three seconds to swing the sword, and then another two seconds to recover from that swing. Um, that was kind of uh, uh, the game's gameplay was of all yeah, uh, built around it's, that. It's, it's not know. just like that. I, I swing a heavy sword, so it takes longer to swing it. It's like this guy won't swing the sword in the direction that I'm standing facing. You know, right? Let me tell you what I found to be janky because I think Leo, you had the same experience that I did. Um, Leo and I, when we first got this game, booted this up and started playing together. Uh, and immediately ran into the first bit of obtuse jankiness. Why? Why the fuck yeah. can't you just play multiplayer with your friends? If you just boot this game up and like join with your other friend who just got it, you can't play together. You can't. Like right. if, you if you're to, trying like, to progress you have to through, cut the, off a limb. Yes, you have to like you have to play the like um, specialized like multiplayer arena. Like you can't play through the story together. But, like, bizarrely, the story is, like, intentionally designed to be played with multiple people, but you can't do that your first time around. It, it, that was baffling to me. Uh, and then the fact that, like, just, like, the multiplayer sessions can have, like, 16 people in it, and then you can, like, but that's not, a session is not the same thing as a party, and then you can have, like, a party of other people, but then sometimes you can see your uh, your friends in the thing, but only if you're in this one specific area, you can only see your other people who yeah. have joined it. And, and, oh, and then there's just, like, oh. a bunch of, like, like you know, half-broken, you know, English to, like, try to explain what the hell is going on. <laughs> so. Yeah, let me, uh, let me speak to some of that, because, um, <laughs> is that... Is that like vestiges of the old, like, what in the world is going on with that? Precisely. Just like how we always say how, like, Nintendo is just figuring out multiplayer, even though Uh it's been around for decades. (laughs) Yeah. uh Uh, Monster Hunter has been traditionally an offline, portable, single-player experience. Really? Okay. Because I've always... I've always seen, like, these big battles with, like, multiple people playing every time I think of Monster Hunter. And, and that's the part of the weirdness of the game is the game really shines when you have a full party that knows how the monster behaves and mm-hmm. you both pick different weapon types to yeah target that monster. And I think uh, I think the game tries to preserve some of that. Um, you know, I I don't I think it reserves the cutscenes and single player stuff for just single player, and it really wants you just to experience that on your own and then get together with your friends for the the really hard crap. You know, the stuff that. You need to grind but, multiple but the, times. But the problem the same with monster. that is that you, you know, the, these people created a game saying like, "This is like the new game that people who've never played a Monster Hunter before should check out." And you know, the multiplayer is so prevalent, we're gonna call it Monster Hunter World, right? As in, like a, a you know, multiplayer game, like a world. So I would feel, you know, based on that marketing. You know, I would assume that this is kind of a, a new take on the genre that maybe focuses on multiplayer engagement. Oh, the, all, everything about this game is all new from the franchise. I mean, well, but you, uh, you're not wrong to assume assume that. And then I think it's made worsened by all the online issues that have been appearing recently. So I don't think it is excusable, but it is their first, you know, forte into the mainstream console. Okay. 
PC PC yeah, well, race. I mean, so. you, yeah, that was that was stunning to me that like it was it took us we had to like Google how to play with each other. Like, it's part of the game, yeah. man. <laughs> Even when we figured out how to like join each other's instance, we still couldn't play with each other because it has like all of the story stuff is gated off until you've played it single player. Right, yeah. and very strange. The, the stuff you read online, um, you know, the, like what you base what people have been basically doing is they, everyone does the single player stuff, and then they quit their mission and they join their friends because what 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 it's gated is the cutscene, and that that's traditionally never been in a Monster Hunter game. There has been no story or cutscenes yeah. or anything. Wait, of I that. don't think I realized that. So you can basically just watch the cutscene and then quit, and then you can do it with a friend. Yep, and then you you both get credit <laughs> That's for it. So terrible. Yeah, I mean their oh implementation of that is is horrible, and there really is no excuse for that. Okay. So, in a lot of ways, world is is progressive, but it also is kind of a step back. I would agree with that. All right, so let's let's talk about the actual monster hunting. Uh, well, uh, I'm gonna start with Leo this time. What what was your impression of the like actual? Okay hunting of the like you know the moment to moment gameplay of oh, actually hunting monsters. so yeah so obviously you know the game had some faults on the on the you know the design of you know multiplayer connectivity right so you would think that a game with the rest of the name of the game was monster hunter right so we've already cut off the world part so let's just say is the game good on its premise of monster hunting right the namesake of the game no it's goddamn terrible like why <laughs> Why am I going to, you know, track down this giant raptor thing and attack it and then it runs away for 30 minutes and heals back up? Like, I can't even hunt a monster, which is the name of the game. Like, I don't understand. It really should just be called Chasing Monsters Around a Map While They Regen. That's what the game should be called. All right, John, your rebuttal to because uh, I know you're you're a monster hunter, uh, you're a big monster hunter fan, monster hunter apologist, maybe I don't know. Apologist, I, I don't know about that. I feel like the game <laughs> maybe is this extreme, is... extremely popular for certain. Yes, it, it absolutely is. So yeah, I, I, part of part of I mean I, I don't I didn't hate this game, I didn't love this game, but I'm I'm trying to figure out why this has become such like a, a phenomenon because there's. It is obviously popular, and there's tons of people playing it. But I'm sort of in the camp of Leo. Like, I'm trying to figure out what people love about this so much. I I think just the endless possibilities, right? Like every you know, people hail games like PUBG, Dota, uh, MOBAs uh, as like unique experience. Every time you do something in those games, it's it's unique. So every time you play a match, you're playing on the same map. You're playing the same mode but it's a unique experience every time sometimes you get further along and you have an interesting story to tell that was probably and, the most enjoyable part of the game yeah r- right and and i think you could say the same thing for this game um in a way you know you fight the same monsters over and over although there is a decent amount of variety and uh, each time you fight it there's always something to learn there's some unique experience you mentioned leo that it ran away from you a bunch of times you know if you track it a bunch you'll know what area you'll go to before it gets there so if it runs away on you you can just go straight to the area that just, it's running towards i don't i just didn't like the running mechanic to begin with like 
Right. Okay. And the, why did you know you can build traps in the game and you can place a trap in front of it so you can stun it in place so you can do ma- massive damage to it so you it's mean, not so running you can, away all the like, time? Like whittle at it with your dull blades so while you slowly give it like a, a death <laughs> by a thousand cuts. Let me speak to Leo's point there for a second. It seemed like all of the monsters in this game had like a, a shitload of health, right? And if it, so much health. So much health, and it never felt like you're doing any damage. Like, is there something I'm missing there? Right. So, I mean, uh, part of the game is to build better weapons. And when you do that, you know, you do more damage, the health pool becomes considerably smaller. So it takes less hits to kill a monster. So, you know, maybe you guys were jumping too far ahead. Maybe you forgot to upgrade. Uh, you know, armor is an important piece of the game too. Even though it's traditionally thought as purely defensive, it has a lot of uh, stat bonuses. Um, you know, cooking is important as well. Uh, even though the game never really explains what cooking <laughs> well, does. Well, and that's the heart of it, John. That no, that that's the heart of it because you might be right about all of this, and mm-hmm. and you are. You know, I, I do remember that. You know, I got to like somehow I wound up with some sort of material. That let me uh, upgrade my weapon so it did like plus two damage, right? So I understood that there's this whole other right. aspect of the game that we just hadn't, you know, touched on yet. But the problem is that the game, like you said with the cooking, doesn't tell you anything. So, you know, there's no process to slowly introduce you to these mechanics. I mean, there there is kind of, but it's all broken English and like, you know, crappy cutscenes, and you don't really you know, text that you don't really get. And the onus is on you to figure that out. And, you know, maybe and, some people like that and some people want a traditionally hand-holding experience. And and that that I'm okay with. I mean, there's there's sort of a lack of tutorials in here, but, like, I'm, I'm okay with games not, you know, totally holding my hand all the time. Let me, let me tell you what I felt was weird about this. This game, like, really fetishizes numbers and upgrading your weapons and equipment, right? Like, you go back to your base and you got all your loot and, and you... <laughs> go to the weapon guy and there's like a million different skill trees you can put your weapon in and there's all these numbers and stuff and you're like wow this is crazy like look at all these like there's different affinities there's different there's all this just crazy customization and numbers and statistics and it's like a giant spreadsheet absolutely yes but why can i never see Okay, the weirdest thing about this game is that the bosses don't have health bars. And not that every video game needs to have health bars over their enemies, but like for a game that fetishizes numbers as much as Monster Hunter does, it really focuses on all these statistics. I was going to say, in, in previous entries, you wouldn't even have damage numbers like you do in this game. That's And that's what was so weird, were, were the damage numbers in this. It was like, yeah, six damage, seven damage, yeah, six damage, seven damage. I'm like, that doesn't tell me anything. Like, if the boss has 50 <laughs> health, so if the boss has 50 health, then like six, seven damage a hit, that's a pretty good number. But if the boss has 50,000 health, I'm not doing anything. Like, there was felt. no... There was it never. There was no. There was no feedback on how yeah. much damage I was doing. It, like it, it never felt like you were doing anything. And then like, boom, the boss would just suddenly die, and you're like, okay. Here's here's why that's important too. Because if you upgrade, you know, if you get some added armor, or some added stats, or you upgrade your weapon or whatever, and you go back out, and even if you're not that much of an upgrade, but like it's some sort of improvement, then you should be able to whack the monster and see like bigger chunks of health go down you know and like 
and and see, see bigger like, damage visual feedback. You get, you but, get... but they're like they're just like ambiguous. You don't know what they mean. If the bigger numbers don't mean anything if the bosses also have bigger HP, but like there's no way. So the, the game <clears throat> the game is doing two things at once here, right? It's not like you said it's fetishizing the equipment and and the stats aspect of it. And that's the other but thing. But it's yeah. also detracting away from the monster health. So it's trying to it's trying to say that hey, your skill level as a player is as important as the weapon that you're using. And that's very true. A lot of people who are hardcore monster hunter fans when they're done with the game, they de-equip de- all their armor, and they they do a Dark Souls type run where they just try to play the game with no armor and the best you know one of the best weapons and see how far they can get, you know, because skill is such an important aspect of the game. So, you know, I I think that that's a differentiating factor more than it is a a downside that there's but no I... monster health bar. Yeah, and that's, I mean, that's certainly one of the differences, because in, in Dark Souls, um, I, I mean, yeah, I, I think this, I think, uh, I guess comparisons to Dark Souls are probably overdone, but I think Monster Hunter invites those comparisons, just uh, right. with the way you a lot the of the same, system, yeah. You it, you're, the same you're, type of stats, and no hand-holding, and... Yeah, you're you're fighting big monsters, whatever. The combat is pretty similar, too. But at least in, in Dark Souls, you have at least all of the bosses, and a lot of the sub-enemies have health bars, and... Like, it gives a sense of tension to the battle. Um, and, and that's another one of the things that, like, Dark Souls is really focus, focused on. Because, like, you get that health bar whittled down. And you're like, aha, just a few more hits or whatever. And that's frequently where Dark Souls gets you. Because you, you like, overextend trying to get those last couple hits. And then you overextend too much and the monster kills you. But, like, the pacing in Monster Hunter World is so different because... Like, the monster will attack, like, once, or at least, okay, at least the early monsters that I was fighting. Um, Like, the monster will attack once, and then it'll just kind of do nothing for, like, 15 seconds. It'll just kind of wriggle around, and then it'll, like, attack again, and then it'll just kind of wriggle around. Like, the pacing of the battles was was really different. No, and I think think that's something they haven't really done a better job with since the last couple of games. Um, the reason why it pauses is for you to do damage, and the game's not telling you that. You're just supposed to right, right. Um, but then you also notice there's phases in the battle where the monster becomes enraged, and you can tell that yep. by the little red icon. Yeah. And there's no windows of opportunity, and sometimes it's straight up unfair because it just goes from attack to attack to attack, and not giving you any chance to recover or mm. heal or anything. Um, but I think that's part of, that's part of the fun is the randomness, you know, you're not, it's not a Dark Souls, I mean, it is very Dark Souls-like in, in, in a certain way, but it's not a Dark Souls competitor, it's not Oh, no, 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 yeah, no, no, no. You know, that, and I think that's the other thing is, uh, if you're the only one playing, you're gonna get most of the focus of the monster's mm-hmm. attacks on you. Uh, that's why the PAL coexists. It's supposed to, you know, help you out in, you know, your single player experience. Um, but you know, if you have four players, which the game, like I said, the game shines for, then you get mm-hmm. um, more different interactions. You get, uh, you know, the monster going after one person while the rest of your team attacks it. So I don't know. It 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 just uh, it <laughs> it it felt like this game was. Uh... Yeah, just unfocused or just pulled in a bunch of different directions. Because if the focus is on multiplayer, like you were saying, then why, like, why are you forced to play the single player first? And if like the if the game is about like this big, um, like 
loop this you know a lot of the like loot loops that like diablo does or like where you know you you kill monsters to get loot to build better weapons to kill bigger monsters to get better loot to kill like i i thought that was going to be the draw of monster hunter but like if that's true then like why uh why are there like it, it never felt felt even when i was upgrading my weapons it there was never a sense of like me getting stronger or progressing at all because um it's not supposed to be there okay okay that's fair like maybe that's just my misconception i i thought this was one of those it, like it's never no the, the game is very much more about the monster killing than it is about the loot building right okay uh, the whole reason you're building better equipment is just so you can progress onto a more interesting monster to fight. Okay. Uh, and you're supposed to, I mean, the game, I think the one of the things the games has lost since, you know, this, this uh, new entry is the satisfaction that you get from killing a difficult monster because the game is very much more scaled. It's a less jagged uh, experience between the different monsters. So, you lose that, you know, sense of satisfaction. Like, oh, I've been stuck on, you know, the third, the third or fourth monster in the game. Well, the first like seven or eight monsters are super easy, so you know you don't really feel that you're mm. like you said you're progressing in either way from the equipment or the monster. But uh, I think some of that comes back into the game later on, and I think that's where you know you guys are haven't given it a fair shot, which is you know what I'm trying to say. Okay, let me to that to that point. According to Steam, I've put twenty hours into Monster Hunter World. Okay, I would I would define that as a pretty fair shot. How many times have you died in that game? Um, maybe once. Have you? Okay, have you failed any of the missions? Uh, I think the one I died, you failed. Or yeah, and then I failed one where. I was delivering eggs and the thing popped all of my eggs or something like that. <laughs> uh, by the way, those egg missions, uh, uh-huh. those, were man- those were mandatory in the older games, which was super annoying. Um, uh, there's but... a couple of mandatory ones, in the- isn't there, in the single player? Or were those optional? No, all the delivery ones have become optional. Are, are optional, games. okay. okay. Yeah. Um, I was going to say, like, when you fight... I don't know if I'm going to spoil this for you guys, but it's not that big of a spoiler. It's spoiler warning. Here we go. Yeah, the Pink Raytheon is the first true difficult monster in the game, and when you fight mm-hmm. it, there's almost no way that you could beat it on the first time. And the game, I think, the game is intentionally doing that to you. Okay. Um, so, uh, I think that's the first real moment cool. in the game. No, I'm serious. <laughs> that's the first real moment in the game where you actually beat it. And you feel like you've learned something new. Like it's not just grinding for gear for better gear in that instant case, uh, you know. And I feel like that's where the game pushes you to go online. You go online, you learn something either by playing with someone else trying to beat it or trying to beat it yourself. And uh, you might you might get better equipment to help you out. Um, that might not make a huge difference. You still might have to figure out. I think if the game was called. Um... Monster Hunter 26, tagline, the same Monster Hunter you've always loved, if you're a fan, with some added, you know, amateur attempt at internet gameplay. Then I never would have picked up the game, and then I would have spent one hour, you know, like, the the thing is, I, I, I probably played, like, one actual hour with James, um, and in that hour decided this game is not for me and like attempted to return the game 
but the three hours I spent trying to get in a damn session with him and figure out how to play the game made me go above the the limit for re- refunding a game on Steam. Right. No, so let me ask you a few questions, Leo. Uh, how many weapon types have you tried in that game? I mean, I, I only care about one weapon type. And that would be the longsword? Specifically the katana. Right. I mean, I know you really love katanas, and that's your thing, but the game has, like, I want to say 12, I don't even know how many, 12 weapon types. And each of them are drastically different yeah. than one another. Uh, I don't know if you know, there's two two, uh, two two transformation weapons. There's a charge blade, and there's a switch axe. And those are extremely more complex to learn, so... Um, you know, that might be right. something because you were complaining about your blades bouncing and the attacks being very simple. And It's so weird. Like, I just... Okay, the the thing... Uh, story time for a second. The thing that made me really set down Monster Hunter World was the first time you fight uh, whatever, Zora Magdaros or whatever the hell it, it's called. Oh, boy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, do you know where this is? It The game, like, pivots from this, like um not open world but well yeah kind of i mean the environment is very open and uh it's all about tracking and hunting these monsters in this big open environment and the game suddenly pivots to this like really scripted yes extremely scripted like boss fight that is like it's just like heavy it's it's cutscene heavy and it's like simon says it's like uh the the you know, the AI will be like, hey, like, go here, shoot him with this. I'm like, all right, I'll do this. I'm like, am I am I doing what the game wants? Like, there's no feedback here. And then it's like, hey, go here, do this. I'm like, okay, let me shoot the cannon a little bit. And then it's like, oh, he broke through the first gate or whatever. I'm like, I, is that scripted or is that supposed to happen? Or am I messing up? I have no idea. There's no feedback here. And then it's right. like, well, now you have to, like, get on the monster. And I'm like, okay, here we go. And then it's like, now you have to destroy the lava cores. And for the longest time, <laughs> I did not know what the lava cores were. And the AI is just like, destroy the lava cores. And I'm like, I don't, I don't oh know. God. And it was weird because like on the mini map, it was like highlighting, like, go here, do this, go here, do this for every other thing, except destroy the lava cores. And I'm like, I don't know what this game wants me to do. And then like the, <laughs> yeah. and the, and the music the music was like super intense and bombastic. It was like, bum, 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 bum. and it's like, destroy the lava cores. Bum, 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 bum. And this went on for like 10 minutes. I'm like, I <laughs> Everyone do not knows what the lava cores are, what man. the lava cores are. And it's just, bum, 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 and I could not figure out. And then I, eventually I realized you have to like smack the wall against the, there's like some glowing wall that you have to smack a bunch of times. Uh, that, yeah, <laughs> That was really weird to pivot into that really heavily scripted Simon Says. Like, that was so strange. And it was, and it was also so clearly designed to be played with multiple people. Because at the part where the monster's, like, approaching, there's, like, multiple cannons and multiple artillery things. But, like, I can only fire one at a time because I'm one guy. Like, it was so obviously meant to be played multiplayer. But you can't fight your you can't invite your friends in the first time you play it. Like, that was... 
oh that was a really yeah that was a really tedious and frustrating boss fight and then unless you back out after the cutscene so i will say for that that is definitely the worst ever yeah thing of monster hunter ever (laughs) okay all right that's hands down all players even fans of the game will agree that that is the worst sequence of a monster fight ever in the game okay good um what do you think about the ui in this game john or leo either of you um so i uh, coming from the psp it's uh-huh. significantly better than that oh oh boy uh-huh and uh <laughs> i mean i didn't have i didn't even have a stick to control the camera so can you imagine playing the game without camera control like that oh would my just god be, you'd be swinging in the wrong direction all the time yeah. like, as leo yes right so, yeah, I thought I mean, the targeting the targeting in this game was a little weird too. Terrible, terrible. It's new for the say. franchise as well. There's no way you could lock on before this game. So, or at least that's. I mean, I played three as the other franchise. It's not like know. locking on really helped at all. No, and it's not supposed to. I think it's just supposed to like give you. It's alertness. supposed to. It's supposed to make your camera very awkward and difficult. Well, like every time I locked on, it would like lock on to like some other monster in the distance. I'm like, no, 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 no. I want to lock on to the boss I'm fighting. So it would like I would hit lock on again, and then would like lock on, or, like spin the camera all the way around to lock on to something behind me. I'm like, no, like not that. Like the lock on is, I think, primarily used for the scout flies. So if you notice on the bottom left, there's like little. Like uh Oh god, the scout flies. Let's talk about the scout flies, please. Well let me let me let me finish my thought on the UI before we move on to scout flies. Oh, no. okay, uh, yeah, sure. Yeah. I I thought that UI was like really busy. There was like just tons of information everywhere and it was like never the information that I wanted to see. Like I I don't know, a health bar. <laughs> uh but <laughs> it um, is it is busy. But also like just information is just all over the place in this game like it's like you you have your you know provisioner and then you have a a, a, a botanist and then you have the fucking bounty guy but the, and then there's like three different types of bounties there's your bounties you got your limited bounties and your optional bounties which are different from your quests and your optional quests and then you got the fucking you got investigations and then you've got the chef and then you've got two different weaponsmiths you got ecologist yeah Yeah. you got the ecologist and you got a weaponsmith but that's it you can't buy weapons there you have to buy new weapons from a different guy like just like the organization of information is stressing me out just talking about it I, i know the organization of the information in this game is like oh like you you really have to spend time to learn the different like i feel like it's kind of obtuse just to be obtuse like there seems to be like very easy and obvious ways to make this more intuitive but like i don't know again if this is like vestiges of like oh well this is the way it worked in the other games and let's just do it how we've always done it you know but like do, do you get that sense at all that like and and even the UI, like the inventory management, just like everything is just kind of cluttered, and I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just it, just I mean, me, or is that okay? Good, not just me. No, it's it's definitely that way. Uh, but I, I would say there's a lot of games that suffer from that as well, right? Like, I, I oh yeah, yeah, MMO, yeah, MMOs very yes. traditionally. Yes, this felt yeah. like it had a lot of MMO influence. Mm-hmm. And I would say it does. Uh, you'll find that there's uh, communication wheels, just like a lot of console. Yeah. You know, mm. multiplayer games. Except, except mm. you know, MMOs have this great feature. 
where people are massively online on the multiplayer <laughs> landscape. So they've really yeah, they've really nailed lobby. down the multiplayer aspect pretty well. Yeah, you, you had a lobby of sixteen people. That's that's massive. Yeah. Right? You have a lobby, but don't mistake a lobby for a party right. because they're two and different you, things. You can't see anyone in it. You just see like right. a list of names. Unless, unless you're, you're in a lobby. special area, unless you're in the new. Like that's what I mean. That's yeah. like this, except this, but in this case, and then oh, but if you want this, it's over here. Like it's just like oh, like there's a million ways we could have made this easier. Yeah. Right. Uh, so the, yeah, the UI is very busy for someone who's new, but uh, if you. If you're really into it, but if you it, play you, thirty you hours, no, I mean if you if you enjoy the game and you take the time to learn it, then uh, it just becomes like almost secondhand. It becomes more of a power tool than a, than a you know, obstruction. <laughs> all right, all right uh, Leo, uh, tell me about the scout flies. Oh, I don't really want to talk about them at all. Please. <laughs> okay. <laughs> just... So uh, that locking mechanism that you were uh, target locking that you were talking about earlier. I, I would say the primarily purpose of that is just to switch your scout flies paths because, you know, uh, um, there could be several monsters in an area at the same time. And so you'll see like a little icon, a row of icons next to the minimap in the bottom left. And that uh, pressing that target lock button will cycle between all those icons. That, that part, like like having your, your the monsters that you know about on the bottom left was the only part of the scout flies that, uh, that actually made sense. The, the part that just would boggle me was just like what, what the hell? I was just walking through this map and there's all these random things popping. It took us like an hour and a half before we realized like we were looking for mushrooms for like, the longest time. Yeah. And then yeah. like we didn't realize what the colors meant or if the scout flies were telling us that there were items there or like I don't know. It was just they don't explain any of it. So Yeah, it it's no, like it's the, like and the scout seemed... flies pathing is really bad as well. So if you follow strictly that, it's gonna take you forever to, to get where you need to go. Okay. Yeah. It seemed like the scout flies were sort of a attempted solution to the problem of like, oh, okay, we have this huge like nonlinear map, this huge open world map with a ton of different items in there, like how do we tell the player where anything is without having like a million different icons but i'm yeah i'm not convinced the scout flies were the effective answer to that problem right and uh, i think that that single feature alone is the probably one of the most controversial changes for a lot of the people who played the the original franchise yeah because i heard that's a new addition to monster hunter world it's extremely new uh i got really excited when i saw some of the demo footage for that because that Mm -hmm. Uh, very much like what you're saying, Leo. All, all my issues in the past game was that the monsters would run away, um, and that there would be no way you could track the monster at all. Like you, uh, there there used to be an item called the paintball, and you would throw it in a like a janky animation type way. So you had to line <laughs> line your character up just right and hit the monster uh, with the paintball, and then that from that point on you could tell where the monster would would run away to. Um, so when I saw the scout flies, I immediately got excited, and I'm like, okay, I don't have to paint the monster. So now anymore. they give us the ability to track the monsters, but they make it damn near impossible to catch up to them, and then you have to whack them with a soft, wet noodle uh, to death. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's, that's better. Until this you is... get a, a strong, heavy, hard noodle, and then it, <laughs> you whack them last. <laughs> I want that sound bite out of context. <laughs> <laughs> you whack them less and, and you feel better <laughs> with a strong heavy hard noodle right and then like the problem the problem is as a new player there's this really cool complex so the maps in this game are really beautifully done um 
the game does look very nice. Yeah. Yeah. The as a newer player, you have like, and this wasn't in the other games. The other games was very much two dimensional, but in this game, there's like a multiple multi dimensional stage. You know, uh, you could be at the bottom right next to a waterfall in the same map, and then you could be by a lake, and then you could mm-hmm. be on top of a you know treetop area. Yeah, I don't know. Those those scout flies just seemed uh, weird to me. Like, uh, I was like, oh, like, because I, I was like thinking about it. I was like, oh, maybe the game would be so much more interesting if you just, like just took the scout flies out of the game, and then like, oh, then you could like track the monsters' footprints and stuff, and then it would be like actually about hunting, like really hunting the monsters, right? Because it's called Monster Hunter, not Monster Battler or Monster Killer. Like, oh, that'd be cool. And then, like, would that be fun? Like, I don't know. But then, like, I, what is the point of having these footprints and, like, all of the spit and saliva and, like, all the, like, traces of the monster if the scout flies just lead you right to them anyway? Like, this this is what I meant when I said, like, the game felt unfocused. Like, I, I don't, like, like it, it, it has these elements like, oh, the monsters leave footprints everywhere so you can track them. But we have these flies that track them automatically for you. Like... Like, right. oh, okay, but, like, uh, maybe the game is supposed to be all about battling the monsters, but then, like, the the pacing of these fights is really weird. You have these uh, moments where the monster runs away. Like, so, like, okay, maybe maybe the game is more about, like, getting the loot to get better weapons. Like, maybe this is more like, you know, Diablo or something. But then, like, it fetishizes all these numbers, but then the monsters don't have health bars. And then, like, okay, maybe it's about, like, socializing with friends. Like, okay, you have these, like, big uh, multiplayer battles against monsters. That sounds cool. Except, but you can't have, like, that's what I mean. Like, it's all these, like, this except this. Like, it just feels, um, I don't know, janky. Not not half-assed, just janky. It is trying to do a lot more at once mm-hmm. than it, than any of its previous games did. So I I think as an end result, when when you have a game that's trying to to uh, innovate in, in that area, everything else kind of suffers. So yeah, I mean, I, it ends up doing a lot less than it should, right? Across all the areas, and and it's not all bad. There's there's stuff about Monster Hunter World I really do like. I really liked the. Um, emergent ai uh, that governs all the different monsters because they're not really scripted it seems like the ai has some sort of like uh, emergent behavior that it's following right um mm-hmm. because it seemed like in in different weather you could find the monster in different places and then like sometimes the monsters would be in the same area sometimes they would fight like each other like that stuff was really cool i'm like oh my god like the because leo and i were playing and two of the monsters just started fighting each other i'm like oh that's awesome like maybe one of the monsters maybe one of the monsters will you know uh tire the other one out but again there was no feedback on how because like now i don't even have the damage numbers so i have no idea like are are they just fighting is this for show is this actually doing like did, real did you new- turn off your, your damage numbers mm, oh it, it still has damage numbers even if i'm not doing the damage Oh yeah, that's how you know that the other monster is doing oh, something. Oh, I did not even see that. Okay, because we, we might not have been close enough. Okay, because yeah, that, then I was like, I don't. Is this actually? Is this just doing nothing, or is this actually doing actual damage? Like, I have no idea. No, but that's a good point. You, you're discussing that because I remember encountering that in this game too, and wondering the same thing. I'm like, does this really do anything to the other monster? Like, is mm-hmm. this helping me in any way, or is this a waste of time? And then I saw the damage numbers after a few times of seeing that. Okay, okay. And and then I was like, okay, I think this is uh, a good use of my time. But sometimes it's not. 
sometimes you you don't want too many cooks in the kitchen right like sometimes there's three <laughs> monsters in the area yeah yeah, yeah 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 walking yeah. around and you're like yeah. i want to kill this piece of shit you yeah because that was the other i like i was trying to kill one of the smaller <laughs> monsters and the big like t-rex thing just came up behind me and killed me in one hit i was like oh damn it like yeah <laughs> Uh, but, but I did, I did like the, whatever, uh, systems driven, uh, AI, uh, that was governing the, the monsters pathing and behaviors. Like that was cool. That That's good. I'm glad you liked that. that and that, that's a first for the series as well. That the fact that you can have two major monsters in the same area mm, okay. uh, interacting like that. So yeah, I thought that was really cool. Did you notice any of the, uh, environmental, uh, hazards? I did like there's a couple times where like uh uh I think later in the game I was fighting one of the monsters and it got like trapped in some of the vines or something yeah. like that and I was in and it was like the second time I fought the monster and I was like oh whoa like this did not happen the first time like that's crazy right yeah no I, and you probably noticed that like as accidentally right like oh this yeah, monster yeah, yeah. tried to hit me and it hit the tree instead of yeah exactly yeah, yeah 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 and so yeah. like there's a lot of this accidental knowledge that you get just by playing the game and uh like no we like that part that stuff yeah. Cool. yeah yeah and yeah. there's like the game's filled with it and uh i feel like that this this appeals to like an era of game era of gaming before the internet where like there was no guides there was no uh, people telling you how to min and max everything and uh -huh. the best the best way to do something this is like a trial and error like if i do this what will happen and if i use this weapon type will i be better with it or if i craft this you know john shahada i cannot believe you don't love dark souls more <laughs> <laughs> i do like I, I, that is a I, thousand percent what dark souls is <laughs> You assume I hate that game, but you know I own yeah. all of the games, and I oh, tried okay. playing all of them at the, at the you know to the end as much as I could. It's just, <laughs> it's, just it's, it's just a way more punishing version of Monster Hunter. Like, see, all these games that are are skill based and knowledge based and experimental, they're mm -hmm. just <clears throat> to me uh, like the key driving factor to beating those games is is a uh, primarily time. If okay. you put mm -hmm. enough time into those games, you will figure yep. it out. Mm -hmm. And, mm -hmm. uh, you know, I, I think that's something that's more limiting in my, my current situation than it was, you know, back in the pre-internet days. So, Okay. All right. So I think we might need, like, final thoughts here on uh, Monster Hunter World. Yeah, we had a good little conversation. Yeah. Um, I thought it was um, okay. I thought it was a little janky. There are some really annoying things about it like i would love to remove the restriction of the cutscenes being single player whatever the hell however that works is not the way it should work um and then just make the information less obtuse and uh yeah uh and then maybe some health bars some health bars for the bosses and all of those things don't seem that hard to do and i think you do those things and you have an objectively better game right mm. Yeah, true. Uh, I mean, I don't know about the health bar thing. That's uh... I'm I'm sure that's more con controversial. But I I just wanted some feedback on like how far like am I doing any damage? Like how far in so, this fight am I? 
I will tell you, in case you guys didn't know, those damage numbers, the purpose of those is to let you know when you're critting, when you're doing uh, yep. elemental damage. Yep, yep, yep. Yes, you, you crit when they're yep. like yellow and then slightly larger. Right. Like, they'll go to 10. I figured, I figured that out. But or, like... or when you want to impact a, a elemental damage. So if you poison the monster, you'll see that there's a damage number that appears. So you know how much your poison yeah. does over time. Or You know how much it does, but you don't have any feedback as to like how much that matters. You talk with your friends. How what, how much damage are you doing? I'm doing five. <laughs> yeah, but here's the thing. Yeah. Like I said before, five out of a max of 50 is a lot of damage. Five out of a max of 50,000 is nothing. Like, that's that's what I mean. I want that health bar. I guess. I mean, if you're so... Inst- guess what? You know what? You don't even need the health bar. You could just have feedback in other ways, you know? There's other mechanics you can do. And, to, and the to game, the, this game delivers that to you. You get, you get the monsters like tra- trackling away very uh-huh. slowly they, they do start limping and their behavior yeah. change yeah after an hour and, and like so. it gets yeah. enraged a lot more or it gets knocked over more frequently like those are all subtle cues well we need more less subtle cues <laughs> no it, it, okay again go- going back to what i said earlier the weird thing about this game that fetishizes all of the statistics and numbers and elemental affinity and poison and like here's your here's your damage output here's all this stuff the like most key piece of information is missing which is the boss health like all of these things mean nothing if i don't know like what percentage of health i'm chipping away at it doesn't mean nothing the game is trying to tell you that the gear that you're trying to get is better than your current gear but okay by how, but... Much, by how much look at the stats exactly like that's what i mean there's a million different numbers that all go into like if it wants me to pay attention to these numbers then give me the most important key piece of information which is the boss's health like if if like if you know if it's if if it's if it's not if the statistics are not important if if the numbers like don't give me a million don't give me that giant excel spreadsheet of upgrades and numbers and all that bullshit if it's not important just tell me like this is better than than this at this you know the other thing about the boss's health right is the monster size determines the max health of the boss and okay the other thing is if you have other people playing with you, they increase the health of the monster, so, so mm-hmm. it's more fair. Uh, so I don't all, know... All, all, the, all the more reason to have that health bar, then. I guess. I mean, I think there is a mod you could download that will add it into the game. Oh, I don't want a mod. I want the base game to have a health bar. <laughs> <laughs> the mods make all games better. Like, I mean, tell me why that's a bad idea. Like, what what's the counter-argument to this? Like, mm? I mean, you have a health bar in Dark Souls, right? I know, but, and it and, but, it and it adds a real sense of tension to those battles, and it gives you a sense of feedback, like you know when you did a, a huge amount of damage, you know? Right, but there's still no indicator for the different phases that all the bosses have, right? You don't know if the boss is going to switch phases halfway through his That's fine. Health the, bar. I, I don't that's, know surprise that's, is good. That's fair. Like, I don't... Yeah. Phase away. <laughs> I, yeah. I don't know if like, that's... Necessary. You still have a loss of information that's not translated, even with the but health. You still bar. have the core information of I know that I'm more effective now at killing this. Right. Boss so if you see the monster the lipping, you know it has twenty percent health or less. Like, do you really need a bar to be twenty percent full? A bar you gives you instant feedback. If I go to the same bar after leveling up and and getting better gear, and the chunk sizes on each of my hits is like obviously larger then i know oh hey all that stuff i did all that effort i did 
to upgrade my shit is worth it because now I'm doing more damage. You, you should notice through the other things that the game tells you, like yeah, but how John, long it takes you to complete the mission, right? John, tell me why this is a bad idea, though. Like, you, like what, what, what is the thing that we're trying to protect by by eliminating the health bar? It's just a unique, a unique sense, a unique sense of style. That's all you're protecting. Not everything needs a fancy, intuitive UI. That's the thing, right? Like if you play a shooter game and it tells you, if it shows you the bullets in your clip, isn't that way cooler than if you just had a little corner icon that said like five out of ten? No, no, because you know, some like, games are like, okay, let's minimize the number of UI elements as possible. Like games like um, like a lot of narrative games, like uh, like um, like Firewatch or or, or games like uh, Gone Home, whatever. There is absolutely no or shooters. There's no UI, none at all. Like, yeah. I, and I get that they're trying. It's sure. it's all about immersion. But Monster Hunter has a million fucking things in the UI. There's the, uh, sidebar and scout flies and your compass and your other bullshit and your weather and your blah blah blah. Like, it's a million different things cluttering up the UI. Give me a goddamn health bar yeah. on that UI. Like, why is but the the pur- purpose driven UI right? Like, if if you look into that right, the fact that you don't have a health bar means that the game is trying to tell you that you don't need a health bar. You don't you don't need that additional. Yeah, but I UI want it. <laughs> yeah, you want it. That's different than needing it, right? <laughs> and that's just a, that's a stylistic choice, right? It's trying to abstract. Yeah, but it's a, a bad choice. <laughs> How is it a bad choice? You still get other in pieces of information that is almost as good. Yeah. But it, okay, right. to your point. All right, whatever. We I, we can. I, mean, I, I think I think we've. We've, yeah, we've hashed this out enough. We can we can move on. Sure. <laughs> um, all right. Are we moving on to our top five uh, monsters in this game? Is that is that um, any I, any other closing per- thoughts on closing thoughts on? Oh yeah, yeah. Closing. I gave my thought and then didn't let anyone else go. What's your closing thought <laughs> um, on this, Leo? Yeah, I mean, I, well, before I give my closing thoughts, I'll just say that we'll probably just breeze through the top five monsters. Maybe just let John do it. That that that's um, the, that's what I was yeah. thinking. <laughs> That's why yeah. I wanted to have a good um, conversation about this. Yeah, yeah. Um, excuse me. Um, okay, so in closing, there are some really fun parts of Monster Hunter World that I really enjoyed uh, in my playthrough with James. First of all, it was playing with a friend. Uh, and then it was, you know, exploring um, an, an open-ish world, running into danger, seeing uh, monsters interact with each other, and, uh, you know, just witnessing that together and exploring together was really fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, if we could learn from that and, like, become these badass hunters and, like, do all this cool tracking and then, like, kill stuff and feel some victory from that, I think that they really have a good game there. Um, I think they just have all this other stuff that gets in the way of a really good idea. Um, so, yeah. Fair enough. Thoughts. John, what what you got on Monster Hunter World? Closing thoughts. Uh, closing thoughts. Uh, I think the game is a respectable entry into the series. Uh, I think, like I said before, it does uh, a lot of new things and is progressive in a lot of different ways. Uh, I think also the game takes a step back in, in certain ways, too. Um, I'm really happy that it's out on all the platforms. Like I would been waiting for this for a very long time, mm-hmm. uh, and I'm glad it's very successful and i'm hoping to see another entry on all the major platforms again all right let's move on to our top five monster hunter world monsters uh i'm gonna give my number five first 
Uh, my number five is Behemoth. Uh, that's my number five because I can tell the localization team uh, just ran out of ideas. They're just like, I don't know, it's really big. Behemoth, whatever. Are you talking about Bareth? No, there's something called Behemoth. <laughs> Shit, is it? Is it is it called Barrett? Wait, fuck! Did I <laughs> Behemoth? I'm like, what the fuck? Like, I've never. Yeah, there's a one. thing called Behemoth, right? Like, no, let me look this up. I think you mean Barrett. Uh... There's there's some cool fucking monsters in this. Oh game. fuck you! It's called Behemoth, John. There's a thing called Behemoth. It's a large monster in Monster Hunter World. It was added as a special DLC in summer 2018 for a Final Fantasy 14 collaboration of. Oh fuck! It's a it's a Final Fantasy monster. That's <laughs> fuck me. All right, that's my number five. My number five is fuck me. <laughs> Go ahead, John. <laughs> because Behemoth is the Final Fantasy. Well, they just took the Behemoth out of Final Fantasy and put it in Monster Hunter. All right. Anyway, anyway, what's your number five, John? Uh, I gotta say, <laughs> I gotta look up the name of all the monsters because I don't know how to pronounce them. Oh, you're not a real Monster Hunter fan, then. Sorry, John. <laughs> I'm gonna need your Monster Hunter card back. My my number five, uh huh, yep, uh, is the uh the squirrel with the electrical tail. Oh, otherwise otherwise known as Toby Kodachi. Oh, okay. Why is that your number five? Um, I think one of, it's one of the entry level monsters, the early game monsters, and uh, I thought it was just very interesting. It attacked very uniquely. It was very fun to fight. Um, and I still play against it, even though I have better gear now and. I can take it out pretty efficiently. Uh, my number four is Basil Juice. Uh, because if you say his you, name... You mean Basil Geese? Oh, yeah, Basil Geese. <laughs> basil Juice. <laughs> because Basil Juice, if you say his name three times, he'll show up and he'll, you know, f- fuck shit up. But Basil Juice. That's a Beetlejuice joke. All right, what's your number four, John? <laughs> Beetlejuice? I, I got it. Uh, oh, that's also your number four? No, um, I gotta think about this a little bit. I, I did not come prepared for... What the... Monster. You're the Monster Hunter guy, John! Why are you I, the I, one not I even, prepared? I even, I, I even suggested it. Okay, okay number yeah, this four. This is your topic, John! Uh, yeah, I thought you... I did it as a joke topic. I didn't think... Because I knew you guys didn't kill five monsters. Uh, <laughs> uh, my number four, Diablos. Um... Not much to say. It's just a really scary-looking, interesting monster. <laughs> I think the first time I saw it, I'm like, holy shit, I don't think I can kill that. Um, and then you kill it, and then you get that sense of satisfaction that I was talking about earlier. So, My number three is okay. Gajalaka. <laughs> uh, Google, Google Gajalaka. It looks really dumb. That's why it's my number three. What, what's, it, what's a Gajalaka, bro? I don't know what that is. It looks really dumb. Uh, Google it. Is that is that the little? That's the little people with the. Yeah, they look dumb. But they're not monsters, bro. <laughs> Yo! Oh, according to the Monster Hunter World Wiki, they are. You can kill it. it doesn't make it a monster. Oh well, tell that to the wiki. It's classified as a monster. Okay. Okay. All right. That. What, what are we on? Three. <laughs> yeah. Okay. This is fucking never going to see the light of day. All right, go ahead. <laughs> okay. Uh, the engine. Okay. Number Why? Three, number three. Uh, it's, uh, it's, it's a T-Rex, <laughs> man. What, what else? It's a big purple dinosaur. 
it's like Barney personified. <laughs> You're like, the fuck I'm gonna do against this thing? And then it's like one of the first things that can kill you in one shot too. So yeah, it definitely happened to me. It was it was it was some real bullshit. Uh, my number two is Pookie Pookie. <laughs> um, strictly because I like saying Pookie Pookie. <laughs> yeah, what's right, your number my, two? My number two? Yeah, uh, your number two. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go with the Azure Rathalos. Oh. Uh, so the Rathalos is pretty cool. As it own, that's one of the persistent monsters throughout the whole franchise. So it's a, it's a pretty iconic monster in the game. It's pretty badass looking. It's this wyvern dragon. By the way, I learned the difference between a wyvern and a dragon because of because of this game. They would describe them as a wyvern, and young John Shahada had no idea what a wyvern was. So uh, I think it was pretty cool. A pretty cool looking monster. Oh, oh. Oh, we lost John for a second. He 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 actually spontaneously combusted because he nerded out too hard about wyverns and dragons. <laughs> uh, I think I'm you back. Know the difference between wyverns and dragons. Oh, hey, he's back. Hi, man. Hi. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I was just saying that that uh, the game was an introduction <laughs> between the difference between uh, wyvern and dragon, and uh, I think it's really cool looking. That's why it's my number two, and then the Azure, the Azure part, it's blue. So oh, nice. Blue is a cool color. All right, <laughs> very good. My number one monster in all of Monster Hunter World. You guys ready for this? Yeah, is Moss Swine. It's definitely not a goddamn monster. It's just a pig with some moss on it. They called it Moss Swine. Google that shit. It's a month. It's just a pig with a little bit of moss on it. But these guys want. These guys got bored and just put some moss on a pig and wanted to hunt monsters. Uh, yeah, yeah. Very, very stupid monster. That is a real thing in this game. Yeah, there you go. Moss swine. It says they're small moss-covered pigs. Okay. That's what they are. My right, this is one. it, John. Number one. My number. My number one is Nergigante. Um, okay, you gotta be careful saying that around the hood, man. Oh yeah, jeez. I'm not saying Nergigante, bro. Dude, <laughs> chill, chill out with the N word, man. Tell me about your N word favorite, John. So the Nergigante, uh, it's 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 an elder dragon. Um, I I will admit I haven't. It was the only elder dragon I got to kill in the game so far. There's apparently three other ones, um, but it is one of the most challenging and. Uh, I think it's even a step further on the difficulty scale. So I wish I could comment on the other Elder Dragons, but Nergigante, great. <laughs> that, that was fucking amazing. All right. Um, let's move on. Um, endorsements. Uh, d- uh, who wants to endorse? I, I can go first. If Do it. All right, I am going to endorse a fantastic video game that I just finished. I just finished a video game called Yakuza 0. It was extremely good. Um, And I don't think a lot of people in specifically North America uh, may have not been exposed to this game yet. This might be flying a little bit under the radar. This game gets very little marketing uh, by Sega in North America because um, it it is... um, 
It is Japanese. a game. It is extremely Japanese, uh, and I think the fear is like, ah, Western audiences don't care about this extremely, extremely Japanese game. I mean, it's it's about the Japanese ma- mafia. It's it's about the yakuza, um, and uh, and I mean, there, there was even an, an in, a seemingly intentional decision with Yakuza Zero to not localize it. So all of the voice acting, all of the cutscenes, everything is all in Japanese and uh you you just get uh English subtitles, which um I think uh maybe in the past would have rubbed me the wrong way like ah, I don't want to play this game in a totally foreign language or whatever. That makes such a huge difference when when the game is like I mean the themes of the game are are so intricately wrapped up in 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 japanese culture that like i can't even imagine playing this game in english like the game is uh i i think a lot of people have some misconceptions too about what yakuza is it uh like i've, I've heard it compared to grand theft auto a lot which is kind of true i mean um especially yakuza zero takes place in this like um you know like a big open world city so if, if you're looking at uh, sections of gameplay it can sort of look like grand theft auto but that's not really what this game is trying to be um and then i've heard um comparisons also to shenmue because like this game is uh very story driven and uh it's it's all about these like um like little moment like like these you get these like little uh slice of life like vignettes um uh, which are which are really great. It's it's all about these like super hardcore yakuza like um you know there, there's they're criminals, but um the two main characters that you alternate between Kiryu and uh, Goro Majima um are like they're these criminals, but they have like secretly they have these like you know hearts of gold. They're these super nice people that always try to do the right thing in every situation. Um, it's it's sort of. I mean, it's very, very cutscene heavy. It's very story driven. So, um, uh, the the bulk of this game is is watching cutscenes, listening to dialogue, whatever. But the game is so so well written. It's just really great. It's a really great story driven game that has a little bit of Shenmue and a little bit of Grand Theft Auto DNA uh, mixed in there. But it, it's really kind of its own thing. And uh, uh, if you can tell how much I love this game by by the ramble i just gave uh you should uh know that i like it very much and it's very good and it's worth your attention yakuza and specifically yakuza zero which was just released on pc is a fantastic entry point for new people it assumes uh that you know nothing absolutely nothing about the it's like a prequel uh, right it's a prequel and it assumes yeah. that you know absolutely nothing about the characters or the story or anything thus far and it's a great place to jump in it is very good yakuza zero okay uh my thing this week is um something i like to do uh every now and then uh to kind of calm the nerves and when you have a particularly stressful week and and uh, you're looking for something to uh sort of have a little bit of a therapeutic uh hobby um i suggest you take up pipe smoking what Um, what excuse me really it's tobacco yeah tobacco pipes um now i know what you're thinking uh cigarettes are bad for you and why would i smoke a pipe right yes um however uh with pipe tobacco uh you don't inhale the whole process of pipe smoking is to just um kind of swish uh the smoke around in your mouth and spit it right back out so you're not actually inhaling it into your lungs 
and it is usually 100% pure tobacco, so it doesn't have all of those crazy ingredients that are you know found in cigarettes. And it's something I do like maybe four times in the entire year. You know, there's no like nicotine addiction uh, that comes with it. So uh, yeah, it's just kind of this whole therapeutic process of like you know filling the tobacco pipe up, and uh, you have to tamp it down. You have to do like a first light, and then you take some puffs, and then it usually um, expands in the bowl. So you have to tamp it down again, and then you do a second light, and now it's really lit. And then you have to like you know uh, takes short uh like like slow sips because otherwise the pipe will overheat and then uh but you don't want to go too slow because it'll like die out so it's like this whole process where you just kind of like almost like meditate and you have these little gadgets and you're putting it all together and, and then you just kind of sit back and and kind of get lost in, in the rhythm of things what uh, the fuck so. got you interested in pipe smoking um cigar smoking yeah I, I did a lot of cigar smoking and pipe smoking in college man i okay i was not aware yeah I, it's something i don't do often so i mean it's not like i'm just sure always sure sure around with a cigar yeah. Or a pipe. Uh-huh. but yeah just uh, often the last you know what brought it up this week was i was in charleston for the weekend and usually when i'm on vacation that's when i'll either go you know get a nice cigar from the local uh, tobacco shop or bring my pipe and and when you're just sitting down, like, you know, uh, on the beach or, you know, in a new spot and just like people watching and you just light up your cigar or your, or your tobacco pipe and kind of like sit back and relax. It's, it's good stuff. <laughs> All right. Cool. So, yeah, I recommend uh, that hobby. But, uh, you know, just be careful out there. John, what you got? My turn. Um, I guess. Uh... Don't recommend Monster Hunter. <laughs> he can recommend no, whatever he wants. Leo. If you haven't played Monster Hunter, play Monster Hunter, but that's not my endorsement. Um, I would say probably season three of Attack on Titan, which is a very popular anime show. Did have you been watching it, Leo? I have not. No. Um, I'm, I'm excited about it. Yeah. So uh, I know that series kind of <clears throat> it kind of had a, a weird. Uh, popularization uh took a while for it to really kind of get noticed here and i think there was this huge gap between the first season and the others which is uh, unusual for a, a really popular show like that so um season two was interesting but it wasn't um particularly the pacing of it was really weird um and then season three is we're in the midst of it right now and i think they're answering some important questions that were brought up from the original season, you know, three, four, five years ago. So it's really exciting. I'm really excited to watch. What, what is the premise of attack on Titan? Um, so attack on Titan, um, who's it by? I feel like you would know who, who I I don't know the name of the guy who, who writes it. Um, but the basic story is there is a, version of the world where um you know there's these humans that are in this city that's surrounded by three large walls and outside the walls are these titans which are these giant human-like beings that eat normal people and um they can't get into the city due to these walls but every once in a while they'll attack the city and uh, a group of people who are a part of defending the, that city have these really cool 3D maneuvering gears that can uh, effectively eliminate those titans. 
but it's not 100% uh, effective. Uh, there's a lot of risk involved, and a lot of people who use that gear to eliminate those titans um, end up getting eaten themselves. So you have this really weird dynamic of uh, like this grittiness of watching people getting eaten, and uh, this really cool 3D maneuvering gear where you know uh, people are ziplining across the city, and there's like these really cool high fantasy themes, a lot of German themes. There's a lot of German names in the show. Um, but the basic story is like, why do these Titans exist? And, uh, you know, who are these three characters who have a uh, relation to like the overarching universe? So, um, it's very good world building, uh, cause it's a very unique kind of fantasy world and also very, very creepy art. Um, very creepy. The eyes but, are particularly creepy. Yeah. So it's really well known for the creepiness in the art, and, and it kind of gives you like a somewhat triggers your morbid curiosity as a human, I think. And um, yeah, it's, but it's really really well written too. I will say, if you're uh, like, it's a very sad show. So if you're affected by that, I wouldn't really recommend watching it. Uh, uh, that's pretty that's graphic. that's that is what got me off of the show because I watched most of season one, and it just got so depressing. Yeah, it's pretty sad. It's very dark. Uh, it's very dark. It, it is very... written. It is written by uh, to answer the question of who wrote this earlier. It is written to anyone who cares. It is written by Hajime Isayama. Is- Isayama. Yep. Mm-hmm. He gets he gets a lot of flack for his art style, like Leo was saying, because it's very creepy, but it's also very simple. And uh, I think a lot of people who are really into manga and anime. They criticize him for that, but honestly, think it's uh, not that detracting at all. I think it's really well done. Excellent. All right. Um. So uh, next week, I would like to propose that we talk about Octopath Traveler. Uh, does anyone have any objection to that? So next week, our show will be Octopath Traveler. Uh, anything else from either of you? Or should we call that a show? That's it. Sounds good to me. All right. Uh, for the Good Games podcast, I have been James. I'm Leo. I'm John. And we will see you next time. See ya. Thank you. Bye. Until you get a, a, a strong, heavy, hard noodle, and then it you whack them less. You whack them less and and you feel better.